Rabbi Karlinsky spoke last week about the chayn of the Miraglim and Korach, the what of the sins. I want to deal with another aspect of this uh, tr- tricky topic. How in the world does this happen? And more importantly, what is the relevance to us in this happening? So first, as was mentioned, let's remember that these were huge people. Miraglim, Korach. How do we know this? So first, the Miraglim. Let's look at the order that they're listed, and this is also mentioned, so I'm going to give it a little more voice. Moshe sends them. We have Shamua ben Zakor, then Shafat ben Chori. Number three was Kali ben Yifuna. Okay, four was called Yigal ben Yosef. Then we had Hoshea ben Nun, who was five. So what's the order? So the Mepharshim are bothered what the order is. One of the Mepharshim says that in fact they're in order of importance, which is shocking, because Kalev is only three, and Yeshua is number five. That means starting out, you had three people here who were more Chashiv than Yeshua, who would be the, was a moon. So if Moshe was the sun, then Yeshua was the moon. It was, the moon shines so brightly. He led the Jewish people. Kalev. They're also called Anashim. We know when it says Anashim in Tanakh, it refers to Chashivut, it refers to importance. So the Pasuk itself is telling us these were incredible people. Korach, I don't know the Pasuk, say it every Friday night, some of us sing it, some of us sing it slow. Tzadik. Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach. Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach. Brought down from the Arizal, if you look at the Sophie Tavis, there are all different ways we can uh, the Torah gives its hints and its secrets and its methods. One of them is looking at the end, Latin, the first words, like the, an acronym from the last word, Sadiq. The last word of Sadiq is, last letter is, of course, Kuf. Katamar is, last letter is, Reish Yifrach is Ches. Sadiq Katamar Yifrach. Who is the Tzadik? Who is the righteous one who will bloom like a Tamar, like a day tree, day tamar? Korach. Korach. That's the Tzadik Katamar Yifrach. It's not I didn't make up that drasha. You can't make some drashas like that, right? You realize you can go anywhere with that. But the Rabbeinu Ari knew how to do it. He had the, he had the keys. On a simple level, though, Klaisar was on a very, very high level at this point. We call them Dordea. Klaisar was called at this point in the Midbar Dordea. The generation of Das, generation of wisdom. The defining aspect of Das is you know how to look at things, you know how to delve into them, you know how to point out what the Icar is of something, what the Tuffle is of something. Ain Das Habdalaminayin, expression built on the Gemara and Brachus. First we say, Atachonin Ladam Das, and then we make Havdalah, Atachonantanu. To make Havdalah, you need Das. What's the call of Havdalah? To see of separating things, to be omed on what's, what's, what things are. That's, that's the call of Das. Ain Das Habdalaminayin. You know, in yeshiva, one of the biggest goals we call the lamdin. That's what a lamdin does. A lamdin is someone who can pick out the point of the sugi as opposed to all the, the, the hundreds of details going on. What, what's the point? What's the essence of something? That's the kafadas. In das of dalaminayin. Dordea? It's all generation. They're new. A generation of das. And they were taken in by these people. Whatever extent they were. How could it be? They obviously weren't simple people. They give other proofs. And where do they bring us to? Terrible tragedy. Karak lost himself, his family, 250. 
Hundreds of people and families, children, all went. Destruction, pain. Mar Baba Basra says in the famous Agadah of Rabba Bar Barachana that the Arab wayfarer pointed out to Rabba Barachana a uh, heat, kind of like a heat column would rise from the earth. They said, come listen. It said, these were the Korach's people still in Gehenna, still in the hot place, still down south. Then come back after the Florida vacation. And they were screaming, Moshe Emes with Taras Emes. Still in Eilat. Still in Sinai. Make a book, still in Sinai. That, I mean, that parsing, you know, the other part, you know, the hot part. Scream, Moshe Emes with Taras Emes. The Miraglim. Klaisel's poised to go into the promised land, the land that we experienced in Artiul, the beautiful land there, it's Chemdas Avis, Kol Elyonim, Kulam Mitzab that land, it's that devastation, 40 years of wandering, a cry of generations, antecedents of the time we're coming to as Thomas is upon us, calamities, what is going on? So how in the world do these great people bring themselves and others to such calamity. So no less a master than the Masil Sharm speaks about this very thing. And he gives a, re- a lesson which is so relevant to us. I'm going to give, share the specifics, I'll read it together, but then I want to look in a, in a, in a bigger picture way. Chemdas covet, wanting honor. Hmm. A person cannot be so crazy about money. A lot of people are crazy about money. Other things, food, money, lust. You can get those under control. What allow, what keeps a person going, doesn't let him get his other issues under control? Honor is what pushes a person. He can't deal with it. I can't be less than my friend. I can't be less than my friend. He's got a Lexus, I need a Lexus. He moved up to a Tesla. I got to get a Tesla. I got a Tesla. I can't. How could it be? I'm making more money than him. You can drive a nicer car than me. That's covered. Nicer vacation. Better dressed wife. Mm-mm. On this point, many were lost forever. Yerovam. We'll go into that. Migaram lekorach. What made Korach lose it? Because of honor. The Pazik says, You want it to be priestly also. He said, Someone else is a Nazi. He's a Nazi. He's a leader. I should be the leader. I'm Karach. Why should El Yitzhafan get all the honor? Why do I have to see him? It's me. Same thing about the Miraglin. Why do they speak about such a beautiful land so negatively? The Garmo What happened? What are they worried about? One second. Right now we're in a safe situation. I know where we stand right now. We're good. Go there, it's just wrong. New politics. It's a timely schmooze. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Will I get a driver next time? Well, I don't know, right? And that was guarding them. Maybe they won't be the Nesim. Oh, we just add, it wasn't one of our questions, just because he says it. <coughs> Shol. Shol is the most tragic figure, perhaps, in Tanakh. 
Shaul is Mishichmu Malak Gadol Mikolam. Shaul was a person of great greatness. Our first king was Shaul. Yet the whole line goes through David, through David. And I'm not saying that because that's my name. <laughs> Why? One day Shaul go off. You know what? Because one time he heard people singing. Shaul is a great warrior, but David and Melech, he saw he 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 heard, he heard young women singing. Shaul is Gavaldik, but David, something else. Mm, that's what started it. That 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 tweak. Hakavid, the Tenashimusakus, simple women. Shaul killed people, but not like David. And from that point on, he had something against David. Korach, the Miraglim, Shaul, Shaul Melech. Tragedy. Now, do you think that Korach said to himself, do you think that Shaul said to themselves, are we so foolish to think the Miraglim said to themselves, you know what? My honor has been hurt. I'm going after them. That's how they talk in the mafia. They're nice and straight, you know? You come late, you're out. Not Jews. Not Jewish leaders. No, no. It's about principle. I'm a man of principle, a man of truth. Call on Kulam Kadoshim. Galitarian society, everybody's holy. Why is Moshe in this front? Why is Sean in the front? David? David's a shepherd. He's, he's short. He's red. He looks like Asim. I'm tall. He's going to be the king? It's not positive for Kalisrael. Don't do it for me. Jewish people. You can't have such a leader. David? He was, he was the seventh of Yishai's sons. No one looked at him. Yishai didn't look at him. Or nothing. Uh, that's what drives. Public good, society, the environment. That's what we're worried about. This is a danger. This is the lesson from these parishes are both saying. I love to speak about this. Love. I feel always a drive to speak about these parishes because I think this is the lesson. This is simple shot of what the Torah is trying to tell us. If we look at the Torah as something as a guidebook, you know, if someone's running around really angry with a knife, it's okay because you know to stay far away from him. If you're far enough away, and if you run fast enough, but the inner battle, the inner engine. What's really driving us and others? No one knows. So often, not even the person himself. I had a great merit to be close to Gadol B'Torah Mamish when my Asia Torah time, Rav Chaim Uri Freund, he should live and be well. He's actually one of the Dayanam of the Badats today. Mamish Gadol B'Torah, someone you can talk to in the whole Torah. Anywhere and everywhere. They say Kabbalah also, that I can't attest to, but I know in Shas, anywhere. So he described this point to me. We weren't talking about Karak. We were talking about something. And he shared this with me. Here's an example. Let's say someone comes to you and says, you know, there's a family in your neighborhood. Lost law, Leno, a father. Father passed away. Had a heart attack. Car accident. So the Rabbanim of the Shkuna, the Rabbanim of the area, are asking everybody to give 2,400 shekels to help the family get their, get their feet on the ground, save them and help them in this terrible time. Okay, I say you give a hundred shekels a month. Hundred shekels a month, twenty-four months. Can't do that. I mean, I'm already, I'm done. I'm already spent. You know, the money's spent. My mice are this done. Okay, no, no room for that. Go, say no. Next day, on your way home, you see a new computer for only twenty-four hundred shekels, and they say it's an amazing deal. You can pay over twenty-four months. Ah, I could do this. Pay tolling holdings at once, twenty-four hundred at once. I can't, but a hundred shekels a month, perfect. Right? That's the inner driver. That's 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 what Chaim Muri was was sharing with me. 
it's it's your there's something inside which is driving, which our seichel is beneath that. We like to think that our, as the Holy Tanya points out, we like to think that our mind controls our midos. That's by great people, but most people their midos are controlling their minds, and they put it in a cognitive box. But the driver, that was what Rukhaim Mori was saying, the driver is something deeper and often more sinister than that. The Altif Slobodka took this idea further. He said, all great movements in history were also pushed by bad midos. 1776. Now, I'm a fan of the United States. And there, are, there were certainly great principles at stake. And America has done an amazing amount of good things over the centuries. Right? But you have to know there's a lot of covet going on also. A lot of honor going on also. Maybe George Washington didn't feel the king gave him enough respect. Maybe Thomas Jefferson was turned down by an English landlord, land, landowner one time. I don't know exactly. But you can be sure that's what the altar taught us. He didn't, speak about, he didn't speak about the American Revolution per se. But there's a lot of other stuff mixed in. I'll give you an example that I know, a clear example. World War II was a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Tens of thousands were dying daily. Tens of thousands. I'm not just talking about the Jews. Of course, Jews also. If you're... And the Allies. It's 1944. The Germany's closing up. Attempts on Hitler's life every month. Everybody knows they're losing. Okay, but you got to win the war. How do you win the war? you got to get into Berlin. Obviously, you got to cut off the nerve center. Everybody knew that. What should be the criteria for getting into Berlin? I ask you. What should be the criteria? Whoever gets there first. It's a bloodbath. It's bloodletting. End the war. Make peace, not war. All you have to do is get into Berlin. But that's not how it goes. You have to think. Is it going to be the Americans? Is it going to be the French? Is it going to be the Russians? The Russians were punished the most. Let them in. And that's what happened. It was, the Americans had to back off. And the Russians have to have to take them every day. There's tens of thousands of people dying. You're Russian. You know what? If the Russians go after Berlin, more Russians are going to die. Let the Americans do it. No, 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 no. That's not honorable. Honorable? You're talking about tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of people are dying on that honor. For what? What difference does it make today? Anybody know? You guys did, did, did how many people knew that Russia were the ones who went into Berlin and not the United States? Few. For what? Tens of thousands of people died on that question. War history is replete with such examples. Politics is replete. It's everywhere on both sides, and it's nowhere. It's nowhere because the negative forces are never presenting themselves in such a way. It looks like ideals, fun, principles, friendly competition, but you scratch the surface, and it's money, power, control, lust. And this is a lesson that the Torah is teaching us. This is what we need to take out of these parshas. This is what we need to be on the lookout in ourselves for. Both say there's so much machlokas in the Jewish world, and it's everywhere. In chassidios, in yeshivas, in communities, in shuls. What is going on? It's midas, midas, midas. And it's lack of self-perception and honesty. So before we get to the muster, that we'll finish with, practical applications to ourselves, I want to emphasize the hashkafa just for a second. It's a perspective. It's an outlook. I gave you today, myself, an outlook. It's another way to judge history and events that go on. 
Try to look deeper. Sports competition. What's really moving them? Politics, history. Be on the lookout. Be a little smarter. You don't have to be, you don't have to be cynical. You can be smart. But on a Muslim level, I want to bring out three or four points. You might be saying as I say this, hmm, what does it relate to me? I'm a nice guy living out a chilled, friendly existence with my fellow humans and environment. First off, we might all be in positions of leadership, and it's likely everybody here will be in some position of leadership. It might be as a dad, as a position of leadership. Your kids give you a lot of challenges to read this. How are you going to respond to them? It might be as a granddad. Maybe your mechutin will get offered to be sandik when you wanted it. A shul president, a board member. Someone was complaining to me at a wedding last night about the fact that he didn't get a covet. Last night. I guarantee you, you'll have your shots. How about this one? You're just someone who can't listen to other people. You're nice, smart, friendly, religious. And you convince you're Mr. Wonderful. Because altogether, you're nice, smart, friendly, religious. So you don't even realize you don't listen to other people. Are you sure that I don't listen to other but altogether it's a great package? Every girl would be great to have me as this nice, religious, smart guy. I just don't listen to other people. Now you get married, and your wife likes you because you're nice, smart, friendly, religious. But she gets frustrated because you don't really listen. And then you discuss, she discusses with you, and you know what? You don't get it. Because you don't listen. You can easily end up in divorce court over there. Easily. Mosai, a few other points. We need to be very scared of four words. I am L'shem Shemayim. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for God. I'm L'shem Shemayim. You have to be very scary of those words. There are times to use them. There are times that they're true. You have to really check yourself before you use the words. I'm L'shem Shemayim. You know, Karolinsky spoke about the Mishnah last night, last last week, excuse me. Machlokis L'shem Shemayim Sofalit Kayim, which of course literally means that Machlokis L'shem Shemayim will continue. But the Derek Drush, they like to say that when it's, you have a Machlokis with someone, you know you're, uh, it's your bad me, this will work. You argue about business. So at the end of the day, how long is it going to drive me? But if I'm sitting L'shem Shemayim, I'll never stop. I'm not going to stop for me. I would have stopped a long time ago. But it's for God. I can't stop. You need to gain self-awareness. Generally. Again, I'm, this is not a schmooze. It's a reflection of what we're supposed to be taking out of these parishes. I think, in my mind, the most important thing in the last two parishes, and many other places in the Torah. Why does the Torah tell us all this negative stuff? Make it a nice, positive, safer. It's the honesty of the Torah. And it's our lesson. What are my good mitos? What are my bad mitos? When do I hit people in a nice way? When do I hit people in a negative way? We're all that. Another thing, when someone shares something negative about you, listen. Don't respond. And think about it. People are wrong sometimes, but maybe they're right. They gave you the greatest gift in the world to point out something negative about yourself you didn't know. It might save your life. That point. It hurts at the time. It's a pinch, definitely. Oh, if it pinches me, it must be it's wrong. Oh, one second. Don't respond. Think about it afterwards. You're emotional now. And finally, we're both side, along the same lines. We need to be scared. You have to be scared of your Achilles heels. All of us sitting here today, 
have amazing potential, enormous potential to build beautiful worlds. Yes, yes. But in each and every one of us sitting here today have enormous potential to destroy beautiful worlds and to build ugly worlds of deceit in their place. There's an expression coming up to Parshas we're coming up to. It says, Zimri, of course, was the one who did illicit public relations in front of the whole camp. Pinchas was the one who came and saved the day. There's an expression. A person can do an action like Zimri and think he's Pinchas. But that could be all of us. That could be me. This is the lesson. This is the takeaway of the Torah portion. This is what Hashem wants us to know. This is why it's written in the Torah, Bosai. The worst, most foolish thing to say is silly miraglim. Foolish korach. The smart thing to say is if the Torah wrote this, there's a lesson for me, for us today in 2022. Great men can fall. We need to know ourselves. We need to know their ruinous powers in all of us. We need to work on our mitis and our whole lives to, to avoid such mistakes. And Bezrit Hashem to use our enormous potential for the good and not the opposite. That's the